it. What's up, everybody? My name's Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, and I'm coming to you live this Wednesday. <clears throat> now, before I get started, I want to uh, start off by saying <clears throat> that we have the, you know, I'm trying to hit this massive, massive goal of $10,000. What's up, Eli? Appreciate it, man. $10,000 goal that I'm trying to reach uh, with the Wounded Warriors charity. <clears throat> so I always like to start out with that. Uh, go donate. Let me put the link in Instagram real quick. Uh, Wounded Warriors charity donation page. And one sec. Bam. All right. So it's up and running on uh, Instagram live. <clears throat> and it's in the comments on Instagram and then description on uh, Facebook. So what we're going to be talking about today is uh, – I have two subjects. What's up, Brad? I have two subjects we're going to talk about today. We're going to be doing, um, by the way, I'm getting these uh, topics from this book that I've been reading. Whoops, hit this. So, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Let me move my finger so you, so you guys see it. So, I've been just reading this book, and there's actually a lot of knowledge. I got this book from um, my uncle, who's a salesperson who travels the world, and he gave me this book. And I know it's the real deal because I've read a couple chapters and it, it already has like already changed my life. But the other thing too is I went to Toastmasters yesterday and, and I brought the book and a lot of the people there were like, oh, it's a great public speaking book. It helps you with like business, like all around life. So uh, a lot of the people there obviously know the book. So it's obviously um, people are obviously uh, doing, you know, reading it and stuff like that. So I got these two topics and the two topics are going to be uh, always smile and then everyone has strengths, you gotta put it to use. So I'll start out right now with uh, always smiling. So if, if you know me in real life, I'm, I'm constantly like, I'll make fun of myself. Um, I'm, I kinda like, I, I like humor because it kinda like de-escalates situations. So like if you're in a really awkward situation, uh, sometimes humor de-escalates that. Now, depending on what type of humor you're going into, I mean like, I, I don't, I never do humor where I attack someone. It's normally humor either on like myself or um, maybe something that we, I know like me and the other person I'm talking to agrees on and it deescalates everything, right? So I like, and it comes back to smiling too. Like I, it says in the book basically that when you smile, it just basically changes everything, right? It It's almost like, um, if I came up to you, right, and I said, and I said that, um, you know, you're pissed off. Let's say you're a customer of mine working. Let's say I'm I'm working at a grocery store, and you're a customer, and you're coming up, and you're and you're pissed. If I'm smiling, majority of the time, it's gonna de-escalate your mood because you're gonna be like, all right, like it's just, I don't know how. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a word that I could use that it would make it a lot better, but for um, almost like understanding the the thing I'm trying to get at is if you're basically in a really if someone in front of you is in a really bad mood and then you become more aggressive and in the same mood that that person's in it's gonna keep pushing the tension in that direction but if you can smile right if you can like smile and uh probably a weak ass smile, but it's just because like I'm, I'm put on the spot. So it's weird, but 
I naturally smile when I talk to you. So it helps a lot. Like, uh, helps tremendous. But the point that I'm trying to get at is if you can smile through all the, you know, awkward situations, if you can smile through someone um, trying to almost like punch you in the face or try to make you thrown off balance in, in whatever you're trying to do, whether you're trying to sell, whether you're trying to um, basically maybe move on and, and get somewhere else. I had a lot of problems when I worked at my, the job before this, which was a courier service job. And then I worked inside the courier service. So we, in that business, they would give you the tags, all right? They give you the tags that, you, you know, people come in, they renew the tags for their cars, or the plates. They'd order plates through us. And what happened is where the company I worked for was a private individual owned company. But the person that owned it, um, they call them private. There's public, I think it's public semi-private and then completely private but the company I worked for was completely private and so what happened was she had fees on top and then she has to order the tags and the plates to the the store so we would have to write down all your information we fill out the sheets for you uh, if you went to if you went to somewhere else they wouldn't fill the sheets out for you you'd have to fill out the sheets and then go and get and um, they'd give you the plates right there and the tags but through us what they did was they would write all the, we'd fill out the paperwork for them, so we'd, you know, one-on-one -on -one with them and we'd fill out the paperwork. And then we would charge them the amount, uh, the, county, the county fees and then our fees together. And then they'd send a courier, which was me at the time. And I would have to drive the way to the county. And then, you know, I pick up bags of work for us and I bring it back. Uh, depending on what you were doing, um, most of the times it was just people trying to renew tags. So it would take, roughly maybe like five uh six days um so it wasn't if you needed it right away like well, you could pay us more money to, and i would go and wait online but it was probably better for you to go to like a public office where they could issue the uh issue you the tags right then and there but what ended up happening through that was we got a lot of calls of people ordering the tags last minute and we would tell them before they or you know they they'd try to do business with us that you know we're going to order them. It's going to take a couple of days. It's not going to be like tomorrow. It's not going to probably be the next day. It's probably going to, depending on the county, like we're at the mercy of the county on how fast the county works. Um, and that's not even including a lot of the times it would kick back work because this person owed a ticket. So it was, it was a really complicated business. But um, a lot of the times what would happen is either the county would get backed up for a couple of weeks. We'd have a lot of vacations. Uh, where the county would be closed um, because we'd have like Christmas or, uh, you know, like Christmas, Thanksgiving, any, any major holiday that the, you know, the, the country recognizes as like a, a day off or almost like a school kind of system, they basically would be behind, let's say like, and sometimes it was like, we, like they might've been like behind on five or six days behind when they should have given us the work. So maybe like even like two weeks. So a lot of the times we would get calls, not to mention if they didn't, you know, they didn't, the work didn't get kicked back and they had a ticket, but we'd get a call to answer it. Or right, most of the time I, you know, I picked up the phone because uh, normally the person I was working, there's only two of us at a time. Normally when I was working with um, one of my, my good friends still to this day, she would, you know, go and help the, the front and I would end up answering the calls. And if it was something that was a little bit too much because she had way more experience than me, she was training me. 
I would then give the phone to her or pass her the, the line or whatever. But most of the time when you're on these calls, you'd get people where they're just really pissed and they're just like, I'm, I've been waiting two weeks. They don't understand that the, you know, we're at the mercy of the County. Uh, some of most of the time, like we don't have saying when we get the work back. So what would happen is you get these people that are really pissed off and they don't care. They just need the tags. And some of these, some of the times when these people called, like they needed it like the next, the next day, or they needed, they got a ticket and they had to go to um, court and prove it or something that was kind of uh, tr- um, dramatic or uh, dramatic on, you know, on time that they needed. But what ended up happening was uh, you get these calls. So I ended up going on them. And the person I worked with was kind of, not that she was bad at trying to get, you know, get through the situation, but normally what I noticed is she'd go on the call and she would try to do the best she could to de-escalate the person if they're really pissed. But what I noticed is normally like she would let it get to her. So like, you know, let's say she's like, all right, give me a second. I'm going to go look for it in my file. She'd put it on hold and it's probably like, anyone that's working in some type of uh, business where it, it recall or requires phone calls and you got to deal with customers and like maybe like customer service, put it on hold. And then she would bitch like completely, completely just bitched at the, you know, like this person wants this and like, we can't do that or, or this. And instead of not letting the situation get to her and just kind of like let it go past her and just focus on, on helping the person and like, you know, being more uplifted and stuff, that, you know, that, that's what caused her to get into, like, situations where, like, uh, it, the, the person would come into the store and get all pissed. And most of the time how I handled it, and, like, I'm not saying I was perfect the whole entire time. There'd be, there'd be points where I, you know, probably do the same thing, maybe, like, a couple times where I put it on hold and I'm like, you got you to gotta collect yourself for a minute. But I, what I was really good at was basically talking to them and just explaining situations and at the same time not losing my cool. Right. So I would never lose my cool. I'd always be like, you know, I completely understand what you're saying. And, you know, I understand that you're very frustrated because you need it right now. But unfortunately, like the county does the orders. Like we go by the county, like we're just a private office where we send it through a courier service and then it comes back to us. And we can't, like, we can't speed up the process because we, it's not like we're doing the work um manually and then we're then we're giving it to you like we did the paperwork and everything and then we send it to the county and the county sends it back so I, I was pretty good at neutralizing the situation and explaining and 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 agreeing with the person because honestly I'd be pretty upset too so I always kind of tried to I wouldn't say I smile over the phone but I always tried to just kind of play it cool but the point of the matter that I was trying to get at with that was um, in this book, Dale Carnegie talks a lot about how smiling when you're on a phone, he was talking a lot about like cold calling, you're cold, you're, you're calling a random person you don't know. And most of the time you're going to get rejected or, or someone's going to, uh, sorry, I got like an itch on my nose. Um, a lot of times when you're doing like a cold call or something, someone's going to come in and they're going to, they're going to get really, they're not going to be happy. They're going to be kind of upset. So you're saying like, what they found out through a study is like, if you called with a smile, right? You're all, you're, you're, you're excited. And like, even though you're probably going to get rejected and someone's going to yell at you, if you came onto the phone with a smile before, you know, you made the call and during the call as it's going on, they noticed that people would upsell more. 
like people would get more uh, sales than just not smiling. So it was a it was a very interesting concept to read about where it goes and talks about like people like to buy from people that are generous and uh, are uplifting. Like no one wants to buy from someone that's talking very dull and and just kind of not enthusiastic about the product and wouldn't do you know probably wouldn't buy the product themselves or and not be able to talk, talk it up basically. But the point that, that I realized in this was that it's so true because I noticed when I pay attention to people that don't deescalate a situation and let me just get this plug. Notice that this is on 25. Just get this plug in right now. All right. All right. We're good. So I had to plug my computer in, but, um, so what I realized is like if I paid attention to people that weren't good at de-escalating situations, it never went good there. It never went to their their expectations of closing or they never de they never really de-escalated the situation and the customer was always more pissed and they'd walk away and they, they would mumble under their breath and they, they weren't satisfied, right? And I have a cup I probably have one example, maybe a couple examples of um I used to work at um, the Panthers Ice Den. Now, some people might know that. A lot of people that are going to come through this are going to be people I know from, like, high school and, and whatever. But I worked at a place, um, Panthers Ice Den, and we got a lot of people that were uh, not very they, – they were just easily, like, kind of, like, pissed off if things didn't go their way. I don't I – don't, I think it was more of, like, they were just used to – you know, they had the money so they could just get whatever they wanted type vibe. and sometimes we ran out of food or, you know, it was a Sunday and they were trying to save money. So they didn't order enough on Sunday, which I kind of, you know, I agreed, you know, I agree with the, the customer, but so we would have like these, these uh, food shortages on Sunday. And what happened is they would come up and they'd be all pissed and they'd be like, you know, I want to go, I want a uh, slice of not pizza. <laughs> I know pizza. I want cookies. And then we'd be out of cookies. And they're like, well, how could you be out of cookies? And then we'd be like, well, it's Sunday. We normally get an order in on Monday. So we normally run tight on Sunday where we're like, we kind of just meet the budget or the the quota for the inventory. And then we get a refill tomorrow on Monday. And then, you know, people, people don't care. And they're just like, um, oh, that's bullshit. And then they, they complain. Well, what I realized was if I would stay cool and just try to um, – I, I try not to let it get to me and I'd stay cool and I would just kind of like be like, yeah, I totally understand. But uh, maybe, you know, we have these and we had a display and I'd be like, you know, we have these, we have a muffin and the muffins only about like 50 cents more. And it, they're actually really good. I've actually had a couple of them before and like, they're really good. And then we have these and these. So I tried to, I tried to keep my po composure I think the best word that I'm trying to look for is composure. And then I just kind of went in and I was like, you know, here's, you know, here, here's another option that you might enjoy if you wanted something that was more of like uh, in this category. And then normally they would buy it and they'd be like, wow, it actually was pretty good. And then, um, you know, I mean, not per they're not, it wasn't always perfect. Like sometimes they'd just be like, you know, it, whatever and walk away or, um, you know, it's never going to be perfect. You're never going to get like a hundred percent, uh, satisfaction on, um, on, on situations like that. Cause there, there's nothing I can personally do on, on that besides try to get a different product or 
some other item. There's no there's no real way of getting um, around that type of situation when it's something with inventory. I can't I can't just go and get more inventory. Which sometimes, funny enough, we actually did. Sometimes, um, she had, our manager actually made us drive, and we would go and get more food and stuff. And the funny, the funny thing is, like, I actually remember taking some of these drives. It was like about a 20, 25-minute drive. And if we knew we weren't getting something on uh, Monday and she needed to order more, we would actually drive to a, a food store for, um, I think it was for, like, like uh, concession stands and, and different uh, restaurants. And you could go to this one place and you have a membership, almost like BJ's or Sam's Club, and you'd actually go there and buy things in bulk, which is pretty funny. But, um... That's that's something where like I've always noticed is like the people that smile, the people that even know maybe like some it's not going their way or something is not perfect, and they're still smiling. They normally get what they want to get. They they normally are the people that other people really respect and acknowledge, and it, and it's it is crazy because like you would think like when I first, when like I've heard this cause I've actually heard that a couple times through different other, like other sources. But the funny thing with it is like, you would think when someone says that, like it's full, like it's BS, right? Like it's not, it's kind of hard to believe that all you have to sometimes do is smile through the pain or through, um, a tough, tough situation that you're going through. And sometimes it'll just, you'll ease through it. But it, I've tried it a bunch of times, and, like, I've been in situations um, at work. I've been in situations with, like, my family where we, you know, I didn't agree with something, and I, and I said my part on it, and then, um, obviously not rude, but I just said something, and, and we both disagreed. Like, both, both sides disagreed, and then um, it was awkward, like, really awkward because, like, you know, you could tell that the person had, like, it was a lot of tension and frustration on the other side. And I noticed if I just kind of laughed it off or I kind of just like smiled and, and, uh, and stayed steady, it normally kind of, it shifted tension and, and we kind of like just moved past it. It was, it wasn't a big issue where if, um, you know, most people would have been like, Oh, like, I don't agree with you here. And then the other person would be like, I don't agree with you here. And then it would have became a crazy fight. And then they would have not have, uh, they wouldn't have de-escalated it. They would have just kept going back and forth, right? Like this person would have said something, then this person would have said something, and then it would have, it would have kept going into uh, more of a create, you know, more of an out of spiral type of uh, event. But um, so that's always smile. And then what we're gonna do now is now we're gonna talk about everyone has strengths, and then put it to use. So the the point of the matter that I'm that this is going to play is that I recently learned that everyone has a strength, whether it's, you know, maybe public speaking, maybe it's, um, you build, you know, you can build better relationships with people. Maybe you, you're really good at technology and someone else isn't. Um, everyone has some type of strength, right? And what I've learned is that naturally we want to drift and we want to work on things that are our weaknesses rather than the strengths. And what I've, what I've actually started um, reading about, especially in this book, uh, I've, I've learned through mentors that I've been, you know, researching and going through different data. It's actually the opposite that you want to do. You actually want to work on your strengths 
and get them up as high as you possibly can and not work on your weaknesses. And, and, the, and like, it was weird when I first heard that too, because I always thought it was backwards. Like I'm always like, all right, I got to work on the weaknesses and, you know, obviously still use the strength that I'm, uh, you know, I'm really good at. But at the same time, I always thought like, I, all right, I got to go and, and work. I need to learn SEO or I need to go and learn um, how to design a website or, you know, that's what I always thought I had to do is work on the, the weaknesses rather than the strengths. And what you tend to learn is that it's actually true because what happens is sometimes when you focus too much on the weaknesses, you're not building the strength. So you're actually causing yourself to delay rather than just push and go and go all in because, and then that's also why you're probably not even, even happy about doing certain things either because you're, you're frustrated that you're not good at this. But I really think what they mean by working on your strength and um, not really your weaknesses is if you can go full speed at something and by working on your strengths, then your weaknesses, you know, you can always kind of just have someone else do that, especially in a business. So they, they talk about, this is definitely a business related subject because they talk about most people think when they go into business that they have to have to learn everything and work on their, their weaknesses. And they said, if you would just focus on your strengths, then you can, Basically, um, your strengths will boost boost you up, and then you'll make money, and then you could just use the money to basically go and hire other people to work on your weaknesses. So they gave examples of this where uh, they um, this is an example that Grant Cardone gave me on one of his audios, and it was, do you think that um, Elon Musk would actually wash his own Tesla? And it, even if you, let's say he even liked washing his own Tesla, he, um, you know, why would he waste his time? It's all about the time that's going to take you to do other things. So that was one that I thought about for a while because, you know, it's, if you want to, if he does like washing his car, why wouldn't he wash his car? That's kind of something that I always told myself. And the crazy part about it is he's actually right because think about it. Like he could use that hour. Let's say it takes him an hour to wash his car. He could use that hour each time that he's about to wash his car and go use it to build a uh, rocket or some type of new function for the, the Tesla or whatever, right? But, and that's, that's where it comes down to is uh, another example I can give you is I read from Dean Graziosi, I think it was the Success Habits book, or Millionaire Success, uh, Success Habits. And the problem with what he was talking about, or not the problem that he was talking about, but the issue that he was bringing up was think about mowing your lawn or painting your house or working on something inside the house. It, it's, you're not putting all your efforts into working on things that matter and things that uh, should be bringing you closer to your dreams and visions. And it's taking time away from those working on those dreams and visions and things that you could be going and doing and making more money or um, going and, and, building connections or relationships and stuff like that. So what he was saying is what you really want to work on is paying people to do the things that you don't like or things that um, don't drive you basically. And that will help you save a lot of time and a lot of energy. And you'll be able to take that time and energy and put it into something that's going to basically um, move you a lot faster and, and, and fully to whatever you're trying to accomplish in life with your dreams and visions.
<clears throat> and that and that's something that's that's actually stuck with me because I I'm telling you like I always thought opposite. I was like, all right, I'll save a lot of money because that's that's really what you think about um, doing these tasks and stuff. You're you're thinking about saving money, so you're like, all right, it's gonna even though it's gonna be hard, I can do this and save a lot of money. But in reality, you're probably even though you're saving maybe a little bit of money, you're wasting time, and time is a lot more valuable um, because time is what makes you the money. So that's, that's, that's what it comes down to. And like, it made me really think, I was like, wow, like that makes a lot of sense. Um, what else? So that's basically, I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty short, short subjects. There's not a lot that I can boost around it. Um, but that's always smile and everyone has a strength and you should put it to use. Right. So I, I don't know. I was just thinking about it. I, I thought maybe I'd do those two cause like they kind of, they kind of going through my list. They kind of seem like they, you know, they do pretty well together. I mean, you're always smiling and then using the strengths. They're kind of, they're kind of related. I mean, not a hundred percent, but they're kind of related. So what I'll do since I already got through the topics and I'm like probably like five minutes ahead of schedule, I'll go over some of the stuff that I've been doing and we'll update it. And then I'll talk about Dundell investments and then we'll end it. But so I've been trying to, I'm doing my best to keep up with this. I mean, I've been slacking a little bit with uh, the 10X planner. So you guys can see. I mean, I'm getting back onto it where I'm trying to get. My problem is uh, not doing it early. Nighttime, I mean, I don't really have a, I don't have, it, I don't have like a struggle to get it done at night. My main, my main problem is really getting um, the schedule done in the morning. Is I have, you have to do the schedule right? You got to plan out what you're going to do, which is actually really helpful to be on hundred percent honest with you. This part is really helpful. The actual, um, jotting down everything you're doing, uh, the hours, the times. Um, and then you got to do the goals and then the quote of the day, quote of the day. A lot of the times I, I end up not doing only for the fact that I, it takes me, um, it takes me time to go through the phone, but I mean, it takes two seconds. So I really don't have an excuse for that, but it's just that extra step of going and getting the phone out that, that causes me not to get that quote, which is really stupid to be a hundred percent honest. Like I really shouldn't have an excuse on that, but I think that's why I don't get the quote of the day done. Um, writing the goals I'm pretty good at, um, at night morning. Sometimes I struggle with, uh, and I think altogether if I do this and I really focus and I get it, then it takes about like 15 minutes to get all of it um, done. And then maybe like, five, seven minutes to get the last part of it done where I got to, I got to go over my, um, my successes of the day and then, uh, rewrite my goals. So, I mean, I, I you know, I slap, like you can see, um, some pages like, cause I like to, I don't like to fudge it. Like if I miss it, like I just, I miss it and I like to reflect on it and be like, all right, like I didn't do good here. Um, I need to, I need to work on this. So I try not to, cause I had this idea of maybe like just going through it and, and going on like the extra goals. Cause sometimes I have this mindset of like, I don't want to waste the paper, but like, that's also bad. It's also really bad thinking like, um, which I know a lot of people disagree with me on that, but there, there's a reason why. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to get better at writing in this, the 10 X planner. And then what I've been working on right now is taking notes and I'm trying to work with Felipe, which is, uh, taking like, like massive amounts of notes right now on click funnels, which I've been talking about a couple times in previous, um, uh, live streams. 
And what I'm trying to really do with it is get through these videos that Felipe sent me. As I, he gave me um, access to what he has. So I'm trying to get as much information down, watch as many videos as I possibly can. And I want to start working with them as soon as possible and uh, start getting, you know, start getting some examples going, start getting some experience with this and maybe apply it to, you know, I can definitely apply this to my business. No, no doubt about it. This definitely could help me out in the long run with my business with Dundee Investments. This could help a lot of people. Um, it could, and this works for any business, whether you're selling a product, you're trying to generate leads, you're trying to, um, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, if you're trying to get like events, like let's say you want to host a public speaking they, or a webinar or something, you're trying to generate traffic to the, like a webinar or you're trying to get people to sign up for um, a public speaking event or some type of event that you're trying to put together. So there's a lot of um, ways to, you know, go about this and, and help different types of business depending on what, or businesses depending on what they want to do with their business, whether they want to make more sales on a product uh, make make more ticket sales and have people show up for events, uh, generate leads to call for their business. So, you know, it's really cool. It's, it, it, it's really brilliant. It's, it's a brilliant idea. But um, I'm trying to think. Uh, so I'm working on that. And Felipe is the guy that uh, I had to make the part two on the last live stream on Monday because he, call, he called me in the middle of it and I had to go take his call. So that's, that's ClickFunnels. I'm trying to think what else I'm doing. I just got these. I just got these 10x flags. See if you can see it. And uh, that's because I just ordered my 10x uh, growth conference three tickets. So they mailed me the flags to bring. I sent my friend uh, Eric um, a screenshot of the flags, and I'm like, got a 10x flags. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm all I'm all hyped for that. That's that's in February. It's in uh, the beginning of February, February 1st to 3rd. Definitely, if you want to go and, and you're a business person or you like business, some of the public, um, the public, some of the speakers that uh, he's bringing are pretty good. Steve Harvey is one of them from Family Feud, which most people probably know. Um, and there's just a lot of good good speakers that he's bringing. Russell Brunson, which is the guy that that does ClickFunnels. Um, uh, Grant Cardone's going to obviously speak. I think like. Maybe, I think maybe like Ty Lopez, which a lot of people might know or should know. Like he's pretty good at social media. Um, I'm not really sure about the other ones. I think he's still trying to get people to get announced to be a speaker there. But overall, if you want to go and do that, I would definitely hurry up and go get a ticket because uh, he already sold out of the general admission. Now it's like you got to go to the next lowest, which is like the mezzanine. Then I think it goes to like executive and then it gets more expensive as it goes. But I think once he, once he sells out on the one – he starts going into um, deals. So like I got the mezzanine seats, uh, buy one, get one. So I ended up paying for one ticket and got another uh, ticket free. So that's what I'm going to use to bring my friend. And uh, I'm trying to think what else. Um, I'm going to switch bank accounts for done deal investments, which is pretty nice. It wasn't really, I didn't really like the services and like the customer service and stuff like that. At, I was at Bright Star Credit Union and just really, really slow uh, customer service. I they don't really make you feel welcome there. Excuse me. And I, I wasn't really like enjoying it there. Um, so I'm going to try to go to where I do my personal banking, which is Wells Fargo. And I'll let you know how that goes. Um, but Wells Fargo so far with like my personal accounts and everything, they handle everything fast. They have things done. 
I, I mean, like once in a while, I would get a, a bad rep on the phone. Um, nine out of 10 times, I normally get a really good rep. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think what else. And that's basically it on this side. Um, all right, so what, what I'll end up doing is we'll talk a little bit about done deal investments, and then from there, uh, I'll end up probably ending it. We'll end it short because I actually want to go and do some stuff. Um, I want to go to the gym and, and get get some stuff done real quick. I got to try to still plan a lot of catch up. But all right, so <clears throat> Dunn Deal Investments is a company that I own. My name is Tyler Dunn, and I own Dunn Deal Investments, LLC. Now, this company is designed to help sellers that are trying to get out of their house really fast. And they might be going through a situation where they can't just go and, and wait three weeks and go and sell it on the market uh, through a real estate agent. And maybe they can't, um, you know, they don't, have, they, they don't have a lot of money to keep the house afloat while they wait. They don't, they got to get out of it now and they got to, they got to do something, you know, fast. Well, my business done deal investments helps design to make this process a lot quicker. It gives another resource to homeowners and property owners. Uh, right now I'm kind of focused on homeowners, but this deal, I mean, this can work on different types of properties, mobile homes, um, anything that you could probably put under contract that actually will work with. But right now we're, we're focusing on homes um, and properties. So what, what this company does and how this process works is you call, you contact me and we're going to set up a phone call. I'm going to ask you some basic questions on your property. We're then going to go and set up a time and, and date for me to come and visit you at your property, get to meet you one-on-one. Um, -on -one. We'll discuss your situation. We'll go over everything that you need. And then I'm going to take some pictures of inside the house and outside the house. And then I'm going to go home, do some research on, on the property, make sure I have uh, all the correct numbers. Uh, we're going to run comps. We're going to have three houses that we're going to use from your neighborhood that match your house the best as possible. We're going to come up with an average price. We're going to figure out, um, do an estimate cost and how, what it's going to take to fix your property to mint condition. And then we're going to come up with a final offer to give you, which we can then negotiate um, terms and the price on what you need from me. And then um, possibly the investor and we'll work out the deal together once me and you, the seller, let's say you're the seller, um, you come to a, an agreement with me on terms and price, we'll put it under contract. Now, now what's going to happen is I'm going to go through my list of investors. I have a buyer's list and I'm going to go find a buyer that meets the criteria of your house. So I'm going to look, let's say, let's say you're, you're selling your house and you need to, um, you have a one bedroom and one bath. Let's just say for the sake of uh, time. Now I'm going to go for an investor that's going to want a one bedroom and one bath. All right. And that, and we're going to meet them. We're going to meet, you know, we're going to make the deal happen. That's what my company does is we make the deal. We create it. We create the deal. That's where done deal investments slogan comes in where, uh, where the deal is already done. All right. So that's where that slogan comes from. Cause we're creating deals. Um, and we're going to, you know, we're going to make sure both parties come together fairly and, and equally and everything's going to be smooth running. So now we're going to get an investor. The investor is going to, um, you know, the, we're going to pay you the cash. So we're going to done deal investments. We'll pay you the cash. Then the investor will basically pay me the cash, um, 
for the finder's fee for, you know, giving him the deal. And he's going to take his capital and he's going to flip the house and either sell it, rent it. And now what's going to happen is um, you're going to get out of the financial situation, right? You're not going to pay anyone. You're just going to collect the money. And then um, when, you know, you have to leave, then when you leave and you go and find another place and then um, the investor is going to pay me. So you're not paying me directly. And you're like, I'm not making commission off you. I'm making commission off basically the, the, the um, investor. And now the investor is going to win too, because he's going to make money off the, the house by putting his own capital in and flipping it. So it's a really interesting and cool um, idea because all three parties will walk away um, satisfied and happy and, and getting exactly what they need. So the seller will obviously get, get cash in their pocket. Uh, they'll sell really fast. They'll get out of the financial situation and they'll move on to another property where um, they can, they can have another chance at uh, moving somewhere else where they can have a better chance at not being in a, in a bad financial situation. Uh, the investor is going to win because now he's going to put his capital in and he's going to make um, a lot of money off the, the flip. And then done deal investments myself, the business is going to do good because now we're going to get, uh, we're going to get commission from the investor. So everyone's going to win on this deal and it's going to be awesome. Now the, the big picture that I'm trying to envision and, and put together is to have it where literally the slogan is 110% where I'm trying to go. Cause the slogan is where, where the deal is already done, right? So my my logical idea, my full picture idea, is to get you out of the financial situation, um, and then we'll have a team that will then like of probably like real estate agents that will you know ask you questions, what you're looking for. We'll go in and get it from you know your budget, what you need. We'll find you houses. You'll you know you'll decide if you like this one or not, and then. If you like it, we'll then go in and inspect it. We'll then go in and inspect the property because then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my, um, my company to be certified in home inspections. So then we'll go and inspect the property and make sure that, you know, everything's where it needs to be for your investment when you go and move into the next house. So we're going to make sure that, you know, obviously there's no, um, like, pipes are good, electricity, uh, there's no roof damage. You know, it's going to cost you like two grand to, to fix when you just move in. Um, so any major costs or expenses aren't going to be, you know, you're going to move in and then a month later, you're going to have all these massive things going wrong with the house. You're going to have to invest a lot of money into. So my goal literally is to get you from one thing to the next thing to the next thing in a smooth manner and a smooth transition. And then from there, um, you know, it's going to be a smooth ride for everyone. So that's really what I'm, uh, what I'm really thinking about, which is pretty cool. Now I'm trying to think, um, trying to think, uh, if there's anything I left out, I don't think I left it. That's basically like the whole entire idea of done deal investments. Now, um, right now I'm working a lot with networking. I'm trying to meet as many people as I possibly can. I'm always trying to expand people that I know come into contact with. So right now I'm really going to a lot of networking events. I'm trying to, um, I'm working with a company right now called uh, My City Social. So if you guys need anything with like SEO, digital, um, digital ads, uh, I'm trying to think, um, website designing, uh, pretty much anything on the internet, 
uh, reach out to me and I can give you um, their contact. They're pretty good. I haven't, I've only been using them. I think now it's been like two weeks. Uh, right now they're working on my website. Uh, I just had a call with uh, Jennifer who, and everyone there is really nice. I've, I've had meetings where I've met with uh, a person named Danny, which actually after this, that just reminded me I have to send him some logos and stuff like that. Uh, Cause he's creating um, my business. Uh, it's Google business for me. And then, so they're working on all this stuff that is going to save me time to go and do other things, which is, which is amazing. And they're going to, and it's all online presence. Uh, so they're, they're doing a great job. It's called my city social. So if you ever, if you need their contact, you want me to give you like the, the, the main person that does it. I, th I think it's, um, it's Nick or Nicholas. Um, but Nick for short. So I, you know, I know these people, so I can go and get you, um, you know, I can set something up with them and get you into it. If you have a business, if you're just someone that's a seller that done deal investments can help reach out to me, you know, someone that done deal investments can help, uh, you know, someone that's really like in a financial situation or just needs to get out of their house really fast. This service works with, um, job transfers, uh, divorce where, you know, people just probably want to just get out of the house and, and get rid of it real fast. Um, Anyone that's like going to pre-foreclosures, has liens on properties. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, maybe you uh, maybe you, you lost someone. Uh, kind of, for the word, completely escaped my mind. But someone that basically passed away and now you have, uh, you have ownership of the house. They, they, they gave it to you in their will. And maybe you don't, you don't necess, you know, maybe you don't really need the house. You already have a house and you don't want that house. You want to keep yours and get rid of um, the house that you just inherited. So yeah, it's like an inherited, and you inherited a house from like a, uh, a loved one basically. Um, so that's another thing that this, this uh, resource can help out with. I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything. I don't think I am, but basically like that's the main gist of done deal investments. It's just right now, it's just to get those people that really need the financial help, get them, get them out of it. And, uh, basically pass it on to someone that has capital that can flip it and um, basically help. And then we help the community. We help basically, we, we basically, it's like an all, it's a, it's, it's a legit, like an all win for everyone. Community, um, city's happy because now like they're not keep, you know, they're not having to keep find the person and uh, not get paid and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a great business. It really is. Um, so just contact me, whether you want to just meet, meet me one-on-one -on -one and have a conversation. I'm down for it. I'm always trying to look for new people to talk to and meet. Uh, as you can see, I'm, I'm working on filling up that calendar. Um, so yeah, just reach out to me. You can reach out to me by cell 954-857-6450. You can reach out to me at email dundealinvestments at outlook.com. I'm working on the website. Don't have it yet. Uh, socials, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram right now. I'll eventually get on to YouTube. I'll probably do that this weekend. Um, but other than that, I think that's basically it. Probably going to end it on this note. Again, everyone, my name is Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, and I appreciate everyone that's took the time uh, to come out and just, you know, watch the live streams and, and give me some support. Keep on uh, doing your own thing. And remember, Dunn Deal Investments, where the deal is already done. Have a great night, everybody. Have a great Wednesday. Have a great weekend. I probably won't see you until Monday. And uh, have a good one. Bye.